Are we live? We're, we're live. Hold on. I'm checking to see what episode this is. Um, man, being... No, it's okay. Let's see. I'm so curious. I think it's uh, episode... Yeah, 17. Welcome, everybody, to episode 17 of the Fresh Towels podcast, live on tape here in New York City. Wow, Big Mike going with a yogurt this morning? It's the summertime. That's what people do. They change it up. It's early morning, Memorial Day. It's the official start, or what do they call it? The unofficial start of summer in the city. Summer everywhere is now Memorial Day. The grills are coming out. Get your hot dogs set for summer. I love summertime. Uh, I don't love the air conditioning situation as a New Yorker. I feel like temperature regulation is always an issue in New York. And when we head into this season, it's a constant battle between ACs breaking. No one has central air in New York City. So you're battling a little window unit that's been sitting all winter. It's it's the little AC that could, and everyone has that issue. There's very, very few people here who have central AC and are just like, oh, summertime, let me just keep this at 68 degrees all summer and feel comfortable. For me, it's like I got this little window unit that sometimes works. It will make my apartment 61 degrees or like 150 degrees, and there's nothing in the middle. I'm either freezing or the sun is beating down like I'm on friggin' Saturn. Um, that's what summertime in New York is like. You, It's hot and humid. I think it's actually underrated for being a city that's hot in the summer. Like a lot of people from the Northeast will be like, uh, man, how could you want to go down to Florida in the summertime? It's too hot. I'm like, have you ever been to New York? It's way worse. I'm sitting out on the pavement People are just like opening fire hydrants to get a little relief. It's I feel like it's hotter and more uncomfortable in New York City. Now, if you're going down to Florida to do like a theme park, sure. I mean, that's gonna be that's gonna be a whole thing. But for the most part, summer in the city is kind of rough. It can be. When I lived in the East Village uh, with my frat house living situation, which was me and four other guys for many many years, we didn't have any air conditioning. And I lived, they call it garden level in New York, which is essentially, it's basically a basement. But our apartment, you walked in on street level and then you would go downstairs and we weren't underground, but we were off the street, which is, that's what they call garden level. It's like steps down off the street. But we were, there was bars on the window. So there was no way to have a window air conditioning unit in four of the five bedrooms. And my room didn't even have a window. It had a door. So my room would get like 150 degrees in the summertime. There was no way to regulate the temperature. I had a fan in there. And then I got a window air conditioning unit for the living room that I ran a big tube. I ran a tube down the hallway that I would try to stick into my room it was like one of those tubes, like remember in E.T., like they walk, the people walk through the plastic tube, NASA, when they're coming through the house. It was like that, but a smaller version, trying to run the A.C. into my room. The problem being that if I directed the A.C. into my room, there was three other bedrooms downstairs that would get no A.C. So the tube was constantly being fought after. 
And I, I remember moving into our new apartment and we just had one window air conditioning unit and I felt rich. I felt like I could control the temperature. At least I could control the temperature for myself. And that was a big deal. Do you have AC, Mike? Yeah, I didn't want to say anything because I just wanted you to you know, get through that. We, we have um, a brand new air compressor. You have a it's central AC? It's basically central AC where the compressor's outside the house, attached to the building, and then each room has its own built-in unit. It's whisper quiet, hit a button, freezing cold. It, It'll go all day if you want, and you don't hear a thing. No windows required. So it's the closest thing to central AC in New York as you can get in like a pre-war building. So you get one remote, you set it to 68 or whatever, and it all the units regulate. You can do that, or you can individually choose each room what temperature you want each room. So I actually think it's a little bit better than central air so i could hit them all or i can hit one at a time so that's pretty that's pretty fancy it's pretty fancy and it's and added does heat so in the summer that, in that the winter your heat? i can throw the heat on and it boil it gets my house and i can do it to the exact temperature so we don't even use the uh radiator anymore we shut it off i seasonally have control of the temperature of my apartment well I'm, everybody does seasonally like <laughs> during the winter summer, Boiling hot, winter, freezing cold. Well, like per me personally, having control of the temperature of my apartment, even now, depends on the season. So in the winter, the heat is just on or it's off, and the entire building is on or off. And the only way to regulate the temperature is if you go into the radiator and, like, you turn the valve that's, you know, boiling hot. If you turn that on or off, that's the only way to regulate the heat. But for the most part, the heat's on or the heat's off. And the building, I think, if it's under 55 degrees or under 50 degrees, heat's on. If it's over that, heat's off. So wintertime, I have no control over the temperature in my apartment unless I open and close the window, which is my temperature regulator. So I will open the window or close the window depending on how cold it is or if the heat is on or off. So that's my thermostat. In the fall and the spring is when I go by the Lord. That's when I decide the temperature of my apartment because the heat's not on and it's too chilly for air conditioning. So if you know, the temperature in New York is like 63 degrees. I got a really nice, pleasant apartment. But it depends on the season or it depends on the temperature of the day. Fall in New York is the best time. Fall is great. It's windows open. Windows open. No pollen. You got a screen. Yeah. You're good to go. Yeah, so spring, fall, it just depends on the day. That's going to be the temperature in my apartment. And then summer, I'm left with my window AC unit, and I have no regulation of temperature besides trying to get that thing it's like the little AC that could. It really works hard, and it tries its best. But some days when it's like 100 degrees, you just got to put the shades down and hope for the best. I remember one time in my old apartment when I was using air, you know, window units. I was doing a party, like just having a couple people over for dinner, and I was cooking. I had the oven, the stove. I had everything going. I put two air conditioning units in. I brought the one from the bedroom out to the living room because it's one big room. Uh, still could not keep it below 80 degrees Ugh. just by cooking it was insane dude i can't sleep i can't sleep in the heat no that's the as the absolute worst feeling on earth for me is sleeping in the heat i rather i'd rather, I'd rather roll, be freezing I'd, cold i'd rather roll up in one of those like emergency tinfoil blankets because it's so those cold. keep you cold no they keep you warm oh. but i'd rather do that have to do that to keep to try to keep myself warm in a freezing cold room 
than trying to get cooled off in a hot room. I I don't think I can physically sleep if it's too hot. No. I even still like even with the AC, even if I have the window open, I have a fan above me. I'll put the fan above me on. I have a side fan next to my bed that has to be on. Mm. I'll keep the window open and the AC. I have all different types of temper temperature regulation. <laughs> when my parents were visiting this week, they were very confused as to why we had the air conditioning running, the windows open, and a fan on. I was like, it's just you can't get enough. You're just doing the best you can. Because it's cool at night, but I want the air on just in case it gets warm. I need a fan to keep the keep shit moving, dude. You got to keep shit moving. Yeah. I like the air moving around, cycling. I think our apartment, I think our landlord broke our radiators on purpose so that he doesn't have to pay for the oil. And then he put in the heat unit up top so that we have to spend money on electricity. That's it's actually pretty smart. But for him, but he this... Coming up, he's gonna he's gonna get a real rude awakening because it's illegal to have not a, to have a radiator to have radiators not working. So I, well, I mean, but you have heat though, right? But the radiators have to work. It's a part of the because it's supposed to be free. Like free the, heat. The free heat is a, is a big New York tenant. So I didn't know that. Yeah, free heat. You can't. You're not. Yeah, you can't not provide heat to your people. Hmm. Well, I mean that makes sense, but I guess. Yeah. It's not like you don't have heat because he installed these other heaters. Right. I mean, now that you're saying it out loud, it makes sense. <laughs> I'm saying if he looks you without any option. But I, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. I realized immediately that there was a lot of holes in my theory, but fuck him. <laughs> I mean, if he's, he's got to do what he's got to do. When I walked into this apartment in the East Village when I first moved in, I remember asking the realtor. I was like, well, where how, where's the heat come from? Because there's no, there no radiators downstairs. I definitely didn't see any air conditioning and as someone coming from florida i remember he was like oh yeah well the heat comes from the pipes and downstairs there was just a big pipe running through the entire length of the floor so from my room straight through another bedroom through one bathroom through another bathroom and through the living room was a pipe that was like almost like a sewage pipe it was like eight ten inches in diameter painted run through the entire apartment and the guy's like oh yeah your heat is that pipe and when we moved in in september i'm like what are you talking about like what what could this pipe do there's not like holes in the pipe that heat comes out of i'm like what could this pipe do to keep me warm in the winter and then the first day it got chilly in new york and the pipe turned on i was like okay i get it that pipe turned like a thousand degrees and it heated the entire downstairs and that was our heat the pipe would get hot and that was our radiator just don't touch it don't touch the pipe well they painted the apartment and they painted that pipe for us to move in to clean the whole mm -hmm. thing up and then the first the first time it turned on and it fills with water i presume oil o oil heating oil that's what goes through that pipe? Yeah. I thought it was just hot water. Mm -mm. It's heating oil. You see the heating oil trucks piping, piping in? It's heating oil. That pipe is filled with oil? It's filled with oil. I didn't know that. I thought it was uh, hot water. Extra virgin olive, actually. Pop a hole, make it, <laughs> fry up a, fry up a <laughs> cutlet. <laughs> that pipe, when it got so heavy filled with, I guess, oil, it dropped the ceiling a little bit. Not the ceiling, I'm sorry. But like the... It's obviously heavier than when it's not full. So, like when they painted it, all the there's all these paint chips are around our apartment because it it sank a little bit. That's great. Uh, and that pipe, you know, was ripping hot. And also, it sounded like there was like, what is it? Uh, what's the uh, movie? 
Snow White and the Seven Dwarves mm. when they're like hammering away looking for uh, looking for diamonds, looking for gold. Like uh, that, that's what it sounded like. It, it sounded like Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, and, and they were all mining inside of the pipe because it would be you, all you would hear is bang, 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 and uh, I don't know what that was. I mean, it was a little bit alarming, but there was always banging in the pipes uh, for our for our heat. So good for, life hack though, wrap all your bath towels around it, heated towels. Heated towels. We have a pipe in our bathroom because there's no heat in there, and there's a pipe, and we just wrap our towels around. He turns it. the pipe on, so that we can control everything in our apartment. So we turn off the other radiators because they just spit oil. <laughs> God. And that's how I confirmed it's oil <laughs> in those, and uh, but we have a pipe in the bathroom, but we wrap our towels around that's it in the winter, yeah. and then it's just like it's luxury. Having a nice heated towel is always nice. Heated floors coming out of the bathroom is a super luxury. I'll never, I don't know if I can have that. That's like, that's a very newfound luxury. I would like that, though. I think I would like that, too. Heated towel, heated mirrors, so when you come out, you can come oh, your hair. Oh, when it doesn't, yeah. when it doesn't fog. No fog effects in the mirrors. No fog mirrors are a thing. So you come out and you don't, you can always see yourself. Very important. So wait, now this is, I'm looking up here because I wanted to see what the banging is in the radiator and it says that there's water in there. See? But then what's the oil pouring out of my shit? <laughs> that sounds like you have a bigger problem. So it says the banging occurs when hot water is released into the radiator, which has standing cold water. Okay. And it, it enters at a high speed, slamming into the water and against the metal walls with a loud, loud bang. That's what it's saying. It was it's so the loud. temperature shift at a fast pace. So that makes sense because every time that I would hear the loud crack and the banging, it was when the, the pipe was like turning on. So they would turn it off in like the middle of the night, but then it would turn on in the morning at like six in the morning. And when they turned it on, there was like 15, 20 minutes of loud banging. And I think I'm underselling how loud it was. I mean, it was alarmingly loud. Like it, it would sound oh, like there's a major issue going on in, in the apartment. It sounded like someone needs to be called, but it was just, that was just a day in the life. Every single day, dude, it was the worst. I couldn't stand it. Uh, but summertime now is amongst us. We are here in the summertime, summertime fever. Everyone's out there traveling, doing their thing. It's wedding season. I'm starting to see pictures of the, all the weddings are back. People are yeah. wedding planning. People are wedding going. People are wedding. I need a suit. I need I need a tux. What size am I? What what happened over the winter? Am I still a 38 regular? Am I bumped up to the 40s? Suit sizes, man. That's that's a depressing thing. I went to a like a charity function. Throwing on the first coat in a while. Man, nothing says I had a couple too many uh, mozzarella sticks over the winter. <laughs> like a like a suit fitting. I have to go get a suit made for a week and a half from now. Because my old suit, I put dropped it off a of dry cleaning, came back to pick it up, dry cleaner closed. And I, they never warned us, and they just took my clothes, I guess. Wait, the dry cleaner went out of business? <laughs> went out of business between me dropping it off and picking up my suit. You didn't get an email? I got nothing, dude. Not even a text? Not even a text. What do you think they goodwill it, or do you think they're just probably. walking around with your stuff? No, they probably just ripped it up. Like they probably just had someone come take it, everything, and they did what they want with it, sold it, got. That rid doesn't sound right. Of course not, but it was a custom built polo suit that I had, and now I have a corporate gig next week that I got to wear a suit, and now Ugh. I got to like rush. I just picked it up, like the gig, so I have to rush to get like a suit made. You and I have to get one made because I can't go to like Nordstrom Rack. 
You say corporate gig in a suit, and I just immediately, the blood rushed out of my head. Well, let me push it back into your head when I show you how much money I'm making on it. <laughs> For 10 minutes of comedy. Okay, I'll... I'll, I'll 10 look. minutes! I, have to, I need a suit. Bro, the last time I did comedy in a suit, it was not good. No. Anytime that there's circle tables... Yeah, this is standing, apparently. Oh, I did God. one where they required me to wear a suit, and they were like, do not, don't do any crowd work or roasting of any kind. <laughs> Just That's not what this event straight is. Straight material? It's very, it's very stuffy, whatever, whatever. I show up. It's at the basement of a bar. Everyone's in casual clothes. I show up in a, in a suit. <laughs> They're all Your hammered. custom polo suit? And then at one point, and then I do my... I. One guy started ch chirping, so I had to say something to stop it, and it got a really good laugh. And I did it for like five minutes. I was like, they can dock me some money. I don't care. This is fun. Whatever. And then afterwards, the person who booked me was like, why didn't you just keep doing that? That was so fun. I was like, uh. bitch, you fucking told me not to. <laughs> you told me. I know. I would have done that for an hour. I don't want to go up here and do my jokes in front of these uh, idiots. Gosh. I would have just ri ripped the guy with a bow tie apart. I hate when they change the Ugh. they change the parameters. Hey, don't do this. I won't. Why didn't you do this? Oh, yeah, good call. I guess I'm the asshole. I got booked in a college I think gig. I just hurt my shoulder yelling. <laughs> That's how you mad had, it made me. You had to build Ugh. that into the, the suit build. Yeah, really. Swollen shoulder. But anyway, the point is, is that they're going to need a lot more fabric than the last time. Oh, <laughs> gosh. Your buddies put on a few LBs. I did a college gig where they did that to me. Where, suit? No, it wasn't required a suit, but they gave me a whole list of things. You can't say this, you can't say this, you can't say this, you can't yeah. say this. No no F-bombs, no this bomb. It was like a whole list where, and I'm, I'm not, I don't think I'm dirty at all, but it made me question everything. And then I get there, and uh, the woman who sent that email, it's four minutes before I go on stage. They handed me the microphone, and she goes, Oh, yeah, I forgot to tell you, you can just do whatever you want. <laughs> well, I think that's just a liability thing. They do that so that way if they get complaints, then they can go after you. Oh, yeah, good. Tell me, uh, yeah. Oh, we told them. Yeah, that's it. That's I, that's all just for them covering. That's just, they, as they call, CYA. If you ever yeah. had a real job. CYA, cover your ass. Yeah. I got it. Nailed that. <laughs> Top five things that CYA could stand for. Yeah. <laughs> Is that an agency that Jesus. won't book me? <laughs> it sounds like it. Got a long list of those. Um, but yeah, uh, corporate gigs, man. Those can be really, 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 really tough. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I, it should be fun, though. It's 10 minutes. 10 minutes, yeah. Anything 10 goes minutes, and then I minutes. host. Then I just have to, like, MC a couple of things. And that's that. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Last time I did comedy in a suit, that was around this time last year. It was, like, last May. And it was a charity function, and uh, it was it was a tough one. I think they they brought up this this guy who went up before me, and everyone I forget what he was talking about, but um, everyone was crying. <laughs> Everyone's crying, and then he like kind of did a mic drop moment of whatever he said, and like I'm. And uh, I'm just like, oh God, please, please, goes, don't let it be me next. Let me give, let me do the line that I'm gonna guess he said, which is the worst line, and then you, and then you react as if you're about to go on. Ready? <laughs> okay. And in closing, cancer won't kill all of us. Here's your comedian, Jiggy. All right, how's everyone <laughs> feeling out there? <laughs> I it wasn't it wasn't quite like that, but it was something. You know what it was? It was something like, and you can dig deep, Ugh. and even you can make a difference. And everyone's like crying, and um, it got 
like an awkward partial standing o- ovation, which is even worse. Uh, you know, it's forced like standing ovation. Uh, you got it was like a twenty percenter where like you know you got twenty percent standing and and golf claps and he comes down and he's emotional and, and everyone's emotional. And then the host comes up and goes, all right, now we're going to change tones here and we're going to bring up our comedian. And I'm like, God, no, who put, who planned this? Hey, tell the host, hey, quick, do do a quick like 20 in between us. Yeah. Uh, is there <laughs> any way you could just send everyone out of the room? Reset for me. I once did a uh, a corporate gig in an, in an airplane hangar in Orlando. This is like 10 years ago, maybe maybe even longer. It was an airplane hangover, which is not a good place to do comedy. You know, it's a 200-foot ceilings, this massive hangar, and they showed one of the it, – it was a uh, – it was for an airplane company in Orlando sure. that did, like, private runs or whatever they did. And they were raising money that night, and uh, they, they opened the buffet – they go, okay, the buffet is open. And then they put on this on the back of this giant airplane hangar a video on loop that was like uh they were raising money for to feed I think it was like a I don't know if it was a specific country, but they were sending money to Africa to to for to you know to help hunger. And so they were running this loop uh of what they were doing with the money in Africa. And it ran with no music, but it was on picture a movie screen. It was twice the size of that. They opened up the buffet and they started playing this on loop. And then <laughs> right in the middle of this giant screen playing this video was me trying to tell jokes. <laughs> and everyone's at the buffet and they're getting prime rib cut. And I'm like, what's the deal with Kesha? And they're like, boo. <laughs> I sucks. I don't know. They were actually paying enough attention to know. No, that you I wish. Well. Honestly, I <laughs> wish they booed me because at least they were listening. I swear to God, there's hundreds of people there. There was zero people listening, and and the only person who really kind of enjoyed it was the person who booked me. And sometimes that happens on these corporate gigs when no one's listening, or or you know, it's hard. The crowd never really turns on you; they just don't listen. And uh, but it's it's happened to me a few times where the person who books me goes. That was great. Are you available next year? I'm like, fucking no. Yeah, the, the money's gone up for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll do I'll do ch- trash shows again, but you're going to have to pay more. Now <sighs> that I know how bad this is. That's I don't know who in the school the university school of event planning is t- telling people that gra- crowds of people need to be entertained while they're at the buffet. Stop. Terrible, it. yeah. That should be illegal. I don't even think most of the time having a stand up at these events is just not the right idea. I, anytime I ever get asked to do those events, I always try to spin it like let me let me do like a like a presentation type bit, and then I'll MC like other things that you're doing. So I'll fill the hour, but doing stand up uh, is just stand it's up, going stand up. to be unless it's Ray fucking Romano. Yeah, nobody's paying attention, and. It's going to be awful for everybody. It's going to be bad for me, but everyone's going to be like, what is going on? And a it's comedian, going to look bad on you. A comedian at most of these events that we're talking about, generally speaking, is better served as a host. Of, and for, because of course. Because what it ends up happening, I'd say in most of these events, you know, you, you can imagine it. It's like you got the big circle tables with 10 people sitting around it. You got a buffet going. You got someone's going to do an auction. You got, you know what I mean? You got 
some type of musical element, and then they throw stand-up in there, and it just doesn't work. No one's no. paying attention. Most of the people aren't facing the stage. But as a host, we'd be much better suited to control the flow of the night, get people to spend some money, like uh, bring up the presenters. Like It's a much better job for a comedian. Be personable with the people and and run the checklist but then inevitably they have someone who has no business hosting who is the host and then they throw stand-up in there and it never ever works nope it's very rare like you got to have it's lightning in a bottle if you can get it but it's very rare i don't think i've ever had uh a gig where like stand-up is thrown in i've done events that are fundraisers that are comedy shows that are great different completely different that's not that's not this it's not a, like, co- a corporate retreat that in between the uh, opening bagel <laughs> fiesta and the uh, 14 hours of droning into these specific keynote PowerPoints with numbers, real quick, we're going to do comedy. Those oh, are brutal. Man. Comedy at a corporate event, bad idea. Comedian at a corporate event, Could be used fun. in the right way. Could Best be fun. event of your life. Or, yeah, you have a comedian out there on the golf course at a golf event. Could be really fun, like hamming it up at one of the holes. There's different ways to do uh, wow. have a comedian at the events. I almost got punched at one of those. A, uh, like a celebrity golf tournament? Well, I've done it was a, a, bunch hole, of those. a hole where you're, you're roasting the— Roasting the players? Roasting the players. <laughs> I, most people had a, were really into it, but one guy just—he was just trying to roast me back. And I'm like, this is not—like, just— this isn't good fun, bud. Stop. And he's like, he kept doing it. And, I, and he was just like meathead looking dude. And I simply said, well, I don't understand why you're getting mad at me because you peaked in high school. Oh, God. And then he started to like come at me. And I, I just stood my ground. I was like, go ahead. With it, with <laughs> I'll own clubs? this golf course when you're done, bud. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, hit me. I dare you. But that'll, that'll stop a lot of people from, from doing anything. And he was bigger than me. And I'm a, I'm a big dude. And yeah. I, I just like, go ahead. Be the best day, best payday in my life. I'm gonna a thousand x my pay for this. Just getting swung on by you, getting whacked at on the oh, eighth that'd hole. That'd have been great on a par three. But that's why I don't do when I do corporate gigs. I always do like I sell them on. Let me roast the industry. That's more fun, and yeah. that's that's they get way more out of it. That's it's much more beneficial for them. And I do like a PowerPoint I put up, and I put pictures up, and I. I just do like I just tell them that why their industry sucks basically, and they love it. Everyone loves it. That's better. Now compared to, they do twenty minutes up top at this. Yeah. At this uh, chiropractor convention, <laughs> like all right, man. I did. I've done like some roast, uh, some roast formats that were really fun, uh, but just doing straight stand up. I I think the worst of the worst was, man. This was I was on a. This is many years ago, but I was on a like a gig site, you know, where you get yeah, yeah, random yeah. gigs and the so they they pitched me to do this thing. Um, in hindsight, I should have known it was a disaster. I take a I take like a New Jersey transit bus to another bus to a Pennsylvania bus. I'm like, it takes me two and a half hours to get out to this golf course, and the gig was this entire company was going to go out and play 18 holes of golf, open bar. <laughs> Then they're going to come back, they're going to have a buffet, and then they're, I'm going to do an hour. So I get to this place, and I'm waiting for these players to come off the course. And I quickly realize that it's 100% middle-aged dudes. Mm. 
which for a comedy audience is never the best. Like, I'd rather have 100% middle-aged women or yeah. all women is fine or mixed is fine. women are respectful people. I just think that they like to laugh. Where, like, you have, like, 100 guys who have just been drinking all day and they all know each other. Golfing, farting, talking about oh how they cheat on their wives. And now, and now they have to be... Listen to me. Laser focused on the next thing. Dude, it was unbelievable. The mic goes on. I'm going, this is going to be fucking horrible. And as soon as the word go, all right, let's give it up for a comedian, Jiggy. Dude, everyone started roasting me in the audience. Like, I was like, I needed, I was almost like a, needed a baton. Like, you see those zombie movies where they're just coming at all sides? People are fucking yelling out and roasting me and, 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 uh, I, I saw this guy, he's screaming from the back of the room. He's, like, yelling at me about whatever I was wearing. Like, they're all roasting me, right? And this guy stands up, moves closer to a table closer to the stage so that I could hear him better. <laughs> I was like, oh, what? And he great. goes, and he stands up, comes closer. It was the only gig I've ever done in my entire life where after the show, I, I just left. I got in an Uber. It was a two-and-a-half-hour Uber from Pennsylvania back to New York City. It cost hundreds of dollars. I was like, whatever it takes to get me out of here. Did you break even because of the Uber? Or was it a decent payday? It was a decent payday. Oh, okay. I still made a little money. But it was, it was, uh, I literally, the woman who booked me, I was like, why would you do this to me? Yeah, that's crazy. And she sent out a memo before the whole thing that was like, have fun with your comedian tonight. Uh, that was like egging them on. Yeah. Dude, oh. it was terrible. It was terrible. And I got off that, that, uh. They have a lot of those gigging websites now, and uh, that was got off that. completely off of it. I'm like, I'm never going to do these gigs again. I'm not going to be just like, uh, like ham on a on a on a fishing rod to. Yeah, it was terrible, man. There I was just no respect for comedy, no respect for me. It was basically like this check will clear, and you will endure whatever these drunk middle aged guys are going to do to you. It I've was had, terrible. I've had some of the worst offers too in in corporate comedy. Like, come do our charity event. You do an hour and then do and then you mingle and then you'll host the the auction and the raff the fifty fifty. Um, it pays two hundred dollars. It's like <laughs> what? I was like, and and it's and I have to fly to get there. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, you're in the. Do hole? you understand? It's like this is a ten thousand dollar gig. Yeah, it's five thousand dollars, ten thousand. Like, I, I quote these people that like the numbers that I'm like, this is what it's going to take for me to do this, and they're like. I mean, we, we might be able to get you three hundred. Like, <laughs> good luck, man. That's like you walking there. Yeah, in in no world does that make sense. I had an offer one time to come do stand up at a at an office building, for like during like this lunch That's celebration, like fifty bucks. <laughs> I was like, good luck finding somebody for fifty dollars to do anything. Hey, good luck what you get for that. Yeah, you're paying the guy that's cleaning up the fucking the sandwich wrappers <laughs> yeah. after that. You might as well just this. look up jokes yourself and yeah, tell just them. go put on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, that might be the cheapest way to do Seriously, it. Seriously, what a joke! Oh goodness, man. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't miss doing doing things like that. That was that was really tough, but. Um, yeah, I don't know if I I even have any of those. I don't think so. Um, nothing on the books. <laughs> Dude, I have five in June. This summer? In June. Wow. Yeah. Big month, but boy, oh boy. Well, maybe you'll get in a rhythm of doing it. It'll be fine. 
Your boy could use the money, though. <laughs> <laughs> the studio is expensive. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm pumped that it's... I'm actually excited about it. Nice. The, the gigs are going to suck, but I'm pumped for that at the end of June to see my bank account and go, yeah, we yeah. did it. And then I got a f fresh suit now that the one gig, like, it'll more than... Like, it's a drop in the hat to get a free suit, basically. And you're going to come home, put on that air conditioning, be like, ooh... Your boy's chilly. Yeah, and then take my suit off and realize I'm still a fat loser. <laughs> <laughs> I'm rolling deep at, at at Jiggy Fest, though. Jiggy Fest. I'm pocket stuffed <laughs> when I go down there. I'm going to the hard rock as soon as it's over, buddy. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to go gamble. I just um, I went to the park yesterday. I was in Central Park, and we met up with some friends who had a baby this year. It's pretty wild to see your friends who have had children and then you see like this little this little person that's kind of cool that you still talk to those people <laughs> i cut them off immediately cut them off <laughs> I mean, they've just created this little this little thing that's walking around and it has a tooth now <laughs> it had one tooth it was a cocky little tooth too he was really cocky about his little tooth you know before he couldn't even chew anything now he's slamming down watermelon cubes yeah, I got one tooth. Looking at Believe me. you me. Staring at you while he's doing it. Yeah, stop looking at me. No, he's such a cute little kid. Uh, but it's amazing, man. These these kids in their first year, like just watching this this little thing go from nothing. It was just like sitting in a bed or whatever, a crib, like a few months ago. Now it's rolling around and it's got a tooth and it's it's in the park. Kids, man, the first like year. What a what a wild ride. But I do feel like humans are way below other animals as far as like what we can do in the first year or two. Like we're super like I'm I was impressed that this kid could eat a watermelon cube yesterday, but after one year, like a giraffe is like running around and like killing animals and whatever. You know, aren't aren't we like underdeveloped for other species? Bro. When it comes to like I mean, think about any other animal. Is there any other animal that takes as long as we do to like fully develop? I, th I used to have a bit about this that never worked, but... <laughs> we'll try it here. Well, the concept is like a giraffe will have a baby and the baby hits the ground and then the mom looks at it while it's still covered in pus and it's like, hey, you got about three seconds till you get eaten by a lion. <laughs> you could, it definitely could. So you're going to have to learn how to run quick. Three, seriously, I'm not kidding right now. Two, <laughs> I'm fucking leaving. <laughs> One, goodbye. Out. Ba they, they come out of the womb. They come out. Walk, they Walking. Do come, I mean, not yeah. not gracefully, but and then they're, they're out. trotting around, jumping fucking fences, eating grass. It's pretty amazing. Meanwhile, if, if you don't hold your baby's head up for the first seven months as a human, it snaps off. Yeah, you can't feed it diff different things. I was learning all these different things yesterday. Like you can't. I didn't. You have. You know that you can't feed a baby honey. No, I had no idea. I just found out you can't feed a dog garlic and onions. You can't feed a dog garlic and onions. Yeah. There goes my meatball parm sandwich idea for my puppy. Why Why can't you feed a dog garlic and onions? It's poisonous. It's poisonous to them? Yeah. Like chocolate? Yeah. Chocolate's very well known. Can't give a dog chocolate. I think it's the caffeine in chocolate that you can't do. They spaz out. Yeah, like go, their hearts goes too fast. Like they can't have a cup of coffee. <laughs> well, I assume that. Yeah. I'm not making lattes for my dog. My dog loves coffee. The smell of coffee. If you yeah. put a cup of coffee down, she'll just... Sit on the cup. I think she used. To, I think she came from like an old lady who would always make coffee, and that's why she. You adopted? Yeah, she's ten. When did you adopt? Last year. Oh, so it's a, it's new to you, but it's about old eight in the months world. to us. But oh, she's had a couple of 
couple of litters. Her titties hang to the floor. Her little <laughs> her little nipples drag on the floor when she walks. Oh my god! She might have been a breeder dog. Really? She's a pure a hundred percent mini poodle. We found out. You did. She like looks a, like a pig. Twenty three and Me on the dog. We did. Yeah. <laughs> we did a little swab in the mouth, and it came back poodle baby. Can you do that for? Well, can you do dogs and find out where they're from? No, that sounds like my girlfriend's mom. What you just asked. What? She goes, oh, can you find out where her kids are? I, like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's how pl- mouth swaps work. <laughs> Could you imagine doing mouth swab? And like, we're getting a reading. It looks like there's dogs running in. in or like how many kids? Indiana. Like, what, did you find out her who her kids are? Like, what are you talking about? How would that? It was pretty cute, though. It was a cute way of not understanding. That is pretty funny. Yeah. It, there is some fun things. I'll <laughs> swab and you find out where the babies are. Yeah. What would? How would that work? Exactly. Hey, good question. I love it though. <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. I love it. Yeah, but she's a poodle and she's uh, got just a few teeth left. Oh, that's so cute. Big all hooters though. Big, the, big sloppy uh, naturals. I didn't know who you were talking about at the, <laughs> <laughs> the dog. <laughs> oh my god, um, that's so cute. Yeah, this is uh. I haven't owned a dog in New York. It's it's really hard. Like it's tough. Like I've I like dogs, but I I not enough to do the work that would be required, especially in New York. It's just I and I think I do it because I think about the dog. Like I travel too much. Um I don't think Rhea would be able to handle it. Yeah, it the only walking, works it only works pickup. for us because my girlfriend's like super into it. You got to have someone who's really into it. And so if I'm gone or on the road or out of town or whatever, like she has, there's no, if I'm home and I'm not doing it, then it becomes a problem. Yeah. You know, but we work, our current fight is that she won't, like I'd take the dog out at night for the last, for the nighttime walk, for the poop and the pee right before bed. And she'll ask me five times before she goes to bed. She goes, are you going to take the dog out? And I'm like, if you, and now the rule is if you ask me twice, I'm not. Do you do... And you got to do like the little poop bags, pick it up, do the whole thing. Well, I think you got to do that anywhere. I don't think that's New York specific, unless it's your like land. But yes, yeah. I have my a hand on bag. little little baby dog turds. That's amazing. Three times a day. What an amazing thing! But the bigger the dog, the bigger the turd, right? That's just like that's just science. Yeah. I mean, people who have big dogs, that's that's a big handful of shit. <laughs> Great Danes, it's it's bigger than human shit. It's like bear really? shit. Yeah. I, like, I want a Great Dane so bad. Anytime though. I see a big dog in the city, I'm like, someone's got to get their claws over that every single day. Like, even if you're having a great day, you're still having shit in your hands no matter what. <laughs> Like, even the best day possible, oh, my God, I got a promotion. I just won the lottery. The dog's like, you're still going to have shit in your paws. Cool, cool. Palm up, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still I'm open. rocking a huge shit for you later. <laughs> no, no matter what. Ours isn't doing this thing where she now she takes little little dingleberries in the middle of the night. We wake up, and there's just like a tiny little, a tiny little turd. Tiny little turd in her bed. It's pretty cute. Cute turds. Well, you wake up, and you're like... Ah, she pooped uh, she again. She a little bit. Yeah. Never pooped in the house, though. Never pooped the house. Just a little... Since we got her, that's, she's that's very well, age. very well trained. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's not even the it's the walking, not even the turds. I think it's just the commitment of time. It's really hard, and like we we just and then we travel too together, and then you have to board the dog. We we just had dinner with friends last night, and like their dog, they like to travel too, and their dog is now kicked out of this boarding facility Hilarious. because it barks too much. So now they have like a a. In in the eyes of the boarding dog world, a bad dog. They've been that, like, flagged. 
they've been flagged. They I, they got a call from the boarding place, and they're like, "This, we can't take this dog." This book has been read in a bathroom. But the dog can have a reaction to being outside of the home, obviously. So the dog is well behaved at home. So they had no idea how it was going to react to being with yeah. other dogs in this in this place, and it just flipped out. It just couldn't do it. And so it's, now they 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 got a trip to like South Africa or whatever, and they're like, "I don't know what to do with this friggin' dog." They could get and that's a, dog. a real thing. They could get a dog, a person, come by three times sitter. a day. They just come by, walk the dog, tough, take yeah. it out. You got to find the right person, or you got to have the right friend. Some people just have a friend. They're like, "Yeah, I'll come just live at your apartment and take or care just of the take dog." Take the dog over, take the dog to their place, or if they have a dog, that's an easy transition. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. some people, if you don't have a dog, and it's not, it's a lot. Yeah, we live, we brought Sandy over to a friend's house and. The second we left, my buddy goes, she looked me dead in the eye and pissed all over the carpet. <laughs> Never broke eye contact. I was there like, you go. that a girl. Never beat in our apartment. Should yeah. go piss in someone Enjoy else's Barbados. Though. Yeah. But we didn't know. We are like, she's never had an accident, so you guys should be fine. Immediately, door closes. That's a lot, yeah. Full hot piss. Uh, it's a lot of responsibility uh, to have a dog. But I think for the, I, I think when I have a family, I'll have a dog. You know, I think it's good for kids and Teach him responsibility. The only thing that makes it sense is we're on the second floor, in a easy in, in and a, out in a, in a in a single family home basically. So it's it's super easy in and out. Yeah, one you got to walk down one flight of stairs. If I was on my fourth floor or fifth floor apartment that I've been in before, forget it. That dog's getting thrown out the window to take a <laughs> piss. I ain't doing it. There's a separate elevator in our building that the dogs have to go into. You can't go into the regular elevators. We live in a fancy apartment. Not, I don't. It's not like a fancy elevator. It's just they have like a, it's basically a service elevator that they make all the dogs go. How into. many floors up are you? Or how many floors is your apartment? I'm only on the second floor, so. But what's how many does it go up? Twenty six. Big building. Yes. Gym. Gym. Pool. No. Rooftop deck. Rooftop. Wow, that's pretty good. Not, not mine. You can't get up there. I can get up there. Yeah, it's but like, it's not it's like, like my personal rooftop. Right, but it's a community rooftop with stuff. A community rooftop. It's pretty sick. I think some people, I remember during COVID, uh, when I, I would go up to my roof to, just to like hang out or get away or whatever, take a phone call, because a studio yeah, apartment yeah. gets pretty small pretty quick. And I remember people being like, wow, that's so cool. You have your own roof deck. I'm like, reel it in a little bit. This is shared amongst 300 people. But just to have outside space in New York, like have even semi-private outdoor space is such a luxury. Yeah, I mean, it is nice. There are some buildings that don't have uh, a lot of the older buildings, right. pre-war buildings, don't have any type of like official roof rooftop. In my in my East Village non-air conditioning building, they we had a rooftop, but it was not finished, so it was like just a tar top. Like yeah. you know, you could go up there, but you really you couldn't, but you right. could. Like the alarm would go off, but like if you hit a button, the alarm would turn off. But then there was a whole thing like some kid fell off the roof in the East Village. This was many years ago now, but similar type rooftop that we had. And the kid, a kid went up there to like party with his friends, and like just was, you know, acting stupid and drunkenly fell off the roof and died. It was t terrible because it, it was certainly wasn't built for it. I mean, it definitely wasn't the building's fault. I mean, they maybe could have done something different, but they have to have, you have to have access to the roof as a fire egress or whatever right, the right. word is. They have to be able to get up there. So they can't do anything about allowing people up, but so this kid and his friends got up there, but they were, like, dicking around. And I don't know if they were trying to, like, jump building to building, which you can do in some buildings. But whatever happened, uh, I remember hearing that. I was like, eh, maybe I won't drink on the roof. <laughs> maybe I'll go downstairs to the garden level.
I, I had a neighbor with the same thing, not a rooftop, but you can get out there, lighting fireworks off at like three o'clock in the morning one time. And I, got, I went up to the roof and started screaming at him. He's like, go, I'll fuck you up. You I was like, all right. And so I started jumping over the buildings to chase after him and they went inside. I, didn't, I would think I was like so tired. I didn't realize that they probably could have just killed me because there was like 10 of them. Yeah, well, they also had fireworks. They yeah, could they could have just the M80 me to death. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I have no sense. Yeah. Well, summertime, you get a lot of those, the firework lighter offer people. Mm. It's just lighting off fireworks all hours of the night. But we don't get that. Not, that's like not a midtown thing. Downtown Manhattan, you see a lot of that. A lot of the kids who come into town. Yeah. You're lighting fireworks off. I'm not, I've, I've always been terrified of fireworks. I've never lit off a firework. I've done a sparkler, and even that, I was like, nah, I'm good. I can't do it. Can't do it. I'm so scared of fireworks blasting my hand off. I have, like, a legit fear. Or losing control of, like, where it goes and hitting someone. I, I will never light off a firework. That and motorcycles. You'll never catch me on a motorcycle either. Even a moped. I'm like, nope. Don't want to do it. Oh, I drive those Rebel Mope scooters all the time. Can't it's do it. my favorite thing. Can't do it. Terrified. I burnt the woods down in my neighborhood with fireworks once. So you're into it. Like a, it was like a four alarm fire, fire trucks everywhere. They thought they, the neighbors were scared their house was going to burn down. The whole back, <laughs> so it's like pyro. acres of property were burnt to a crisp, and um, I didn't get in trouble for it That's because good. the lady that now. owned the land back there was like, "Anyone get hurt?" We're like, no. We're like, any property damage? No. Like, it's fucking woods, man. Let it Let be. Let it go. Let it go. But the cops, like the firefighters, couldn't get their hoses out there so deep, so they were out there like stomping it out. (laughs) We thought we peed out all the spots that they landed. That was your idea? Yeah. Yeah, it didn't work. I I wouldn't think so. No, it was very stupid. Very stupid. Yeah, you'll never catch me at the firework. I'm a a big viewer of fireworks. I like a viewing of them. But I can't can't light it off. Too scared. And I love the packaging. Is there anything more fun than a firework packaging? You talk about like someone who crushed... The uh, marketing presentation of an item, the firework industry nails it. They make it really fun. The, it's the closest thing to buying toys as an adult is going into a firework store. It's like so colorful and well presented, and yeah. it's got you got a hodgepodge of different things. I I remember seeing firework displays for different, but you're buying explosives, right? Yeah, you're buying bombs, colorful bombs. (laughs) Yeah, with a fuse, and hopefully this thing explodes up in the air and not in your palm. I used to, man, I'll go do, I'll quit right now and become a pyrotechnic. I don't care. (sighs) Can never do it. Downtown Orlando, right? Uh, Eola, Lake Eola. The center, the big center water water feature. One Fourth of July, that's where they put the fireworks off every year or whatever. But one year, something malfunctioned and the triggers weren't working, so they. Rode a boat out there, and like two guys with like handheld fire sticks <laughs> ran around the thing, just lighting off all these massive professional fireworks by hand. I was like, "This is the dumbest thing," but I'm having the best time. They probably loved it too. Oh, they're having a blast. They're probably like hoping for a malfunction. It gets them right in the fray. Yeah, they came out with no eyebrows for sure. <laughs> yeah, they're like, "Oh, you never, you won't believe what happened at my gig tonight. <laughs> it was a corporate gig. I was in a suit on Lake Eola." Lighting off fireworks. These guys were not in suits. They were in <laughs> flip-flops and I'm sure. tank tops. They were f- full Florida trash. Oh, gosh. All right. Well, on that note, we'll wrap up this first of the summer edition, episode 17. Thanks for tuning in to Fresh Towels. Be sure to rate and subscribe if you're on YouTube or Spotify or Apple Podcasts. That helps us a lot. And um, 
that's it. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, mahalo and deuces.